I wanted to make sure yours didn't do the thing, you know? It did. It kind of did, but it didn't. We're good. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle. <laughs> and you're listening to The Spooky Hour. <laughs> that's all i got welcome friends welcome friends to this hot mess of a podcast i know what a crazy week it's been how is it already okay we changed our recording date guys it's now thursday so how is it already thursday i still like feel like it's friday though so it gets me really fucked up and i have a hard time waking up on friday mornings now because i'm just like (sighs) and i've like come to the realization if i have like one drink the next day i'm just exhausted so like i literally just can't drink so i don't drink unless i'm like recording yeah i'm alone well yeah i'm alone tomorrow technically not alone because i've river but like i'm parenting alone tomorrow and i'm on my second drink this is gonna be real fun (laughs) whereas like fridays at least Stuart's home on the saturday Mm -hmm. now you're just like up shit's creek i'm just without uh, a paddle absolutely (laughs) with lots of tequila it's fine oh god yeah <laughs> even hearing the 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 word tequila makes me so it's nauseous actually so good though it's actually it's like georgian bay tequila Ooh, i don't think i could do it, it. Has mango in it it's pretty good it's not like straight that tequila said um when we went bowling for carl's birthday i got him a long island ice wow long island iced tea mm. and the way the girl made it it was literally uh tequila with a splash of coke like it was and i took a couple sips and i was like it was like dry heaving it was so gross but then like took a couple more sips and i took a couple more sips and then i drank like three quarters of carl's drink and i was like that was my first drink of the night too and i was out like that was it tapped out oh my god i don't like it's really weird because i love iced tea you don't like Long Island iced tea? I love tequila, and I don't like Long Island iced teas. That's so weird. I just don't like it. I really like them. They're dangerous, though, because they don't really taste like alcohol to me, except that one in that bowling alley. I feel like it tastes like real, like a like really flat, like dense tea. I will give you that. It doesn't like... taste like a fresh iced tea that you would get from like a restaurant or something. Yeah, and it just like it feels like it's been like sitting in dirt yeah okay i'll give you that thank you i the the canned ones are like way worse oh, though and i don't really like i have a hard time with canned beverages in general except those like you know the water-based ones where it's like a vodka soda essentially do you like the white claws yeah yeah mm-hmm. like that except not white claw Stuart fucking good to me. loves i know i think that's so weird <laughs> so i don't like them well like, i don't like them either it's not that i don't like them it's just they make me feel like shit like i just <laughs> I just don't like how they taste, and it's as dumb as it sounds. I want to add sugar to it. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like there's so no. I need to this. I need something like a little sweet, but not sweet enough to like upset my thirty year old stomach that can't handle sugar anymore. Absolutely, you know. <laughs> oh, fun fact: wine is um, what I'm getting at. Smirnoff came out with like a a peach lemonade. It's Ooh. really good. Like it's really good. And Our summer I don't is gonna like... be so so dangerous. Yeah, and then they have that new one, that green tea peach one. Fuck me right up. That's my favorite drink. Oh, absolutely. Boy. Not it's not Smirnoff. It's totally. Different I can't brand, but... wait to float in my mother's pool and drink. We should get like a case of each of those and just kind of like swan and die the next day i was gonna say this is gonna be we're too old for that should we plan our funerals too because i think we'll, we might, we'll as well. yeah. might as well might as well oh man a, on that note right like what a fucking <laughs> what a night what a day it's 
It's been a We should do day. like drink recommendations every week throughout the summer. Yeah. <laughs> On this week we tried. On this week. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I have like a piece of crimey news that I wanted to share that like literally just happened. If Ooh. that's cool. Absolutely um, not. That's not that's not appropriate <laughs> for this podcast. We are I know. So off topic yeah. of me. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh so there's there's a lake in uh las vegas i guess or in nevada rather uh called lake mead like yeah but there's like man-made lakes and stuff i think okay but this this place exists there so i don't know um, i thought when i think of like las vegas i just think of like a little the strip and then nothing else around it yeah like sand absolutely everywhere yeah it's, I have no desire to go there ever, except for that emo festival thing. Uh, Zach Bagans Haunted Museum. Okay, fair. I'll give you that. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. So yeah, there's a, a lake there called Lake Mead, and it's been drying up over the last little while. I don't, I guess, climate change or something. I was like, because um, it's in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's really hot there. Back to the red um, sand. <laughs> So it's it's reached a point where the water's so low that you could see like the intake valves and everything. Um so they also exposed a murder victim in the Whoa. lake. Um so far they've found one man, he was in a barrel. He died of a gunshot wound sometime uh in the 70s or 80s and uh he currently remains unidentified, but I believe they are running DNA. Um so the police say as the lake dries, they expect more bodies to be found. Um, and to me, I just like thinking of Vegas, I think it's probably like mafia or gang related mm-hmm. deaths, like you owe a debt kind of thing. Especially like a Especially, Yeah, exactly. And he was like fully clothed. Like that's how they figured they dated uh, his death because of the clothes and shoes he was wearing you and stuff. You know what's like really gross? The fact that he's like in a barrel under the water for that long. Like would it, it he be was, like, like full decomposed or like... Uh, yeah, it was skeletal. I saw I saw pictures. Oh, can you imagine um, opening that? Like, so the oh. clothes and stuff were intact, but it was like skeletal. And um, I think it was a couple just like casually walking in the area that found it, and they opened it and like were like, "Holy fuck!" But it was um, I would probably it was so... vomit all over that crime scene. <laughs> Absolutely, I would ruin the crime scene. <laughs> um, but it was like lodged in the mud, so like it's. Mm. I'm pretty sure the barrels like still. No, they probably would have removed it at this point, but, like, the pictures, it was, like, half buried in the mud. Yeah. So it would have been at, like, the bottom of the lake, which makes you think maybe rocks or something were either in it or tied to it or something. I was going to say, eventually um, it would bob up, so they must have done something to keep it down. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, in the one of the forums that I saw on it, I spent way too much time <laughs> on this. Um, they, they thought it was this... Um, I think he's like a politician of some sort. I fucked this up. I should have looked up his name. But basically he went missing around that time and they never found his body. And he did something in Vegas that either banned criminal activity or something along those uh, lines. And it's like, can you imagine if it's him? Um, imagine. Like, yeah. It makes me think of like a Batman movie. Like that's so like. Yeah. Like it's like otherworldly almost like it doesn't sound like a real life tale but it's happening right now and um not to be morbid but if there's like enough bodies found i might end up doing an episode on it because i'm fucking enthralled by this right now like everyone go dig in the mud (laughs) yeah i'm planning a trip to vegas um so that was not my actual case for the week i actually have a case for the week um well actually katie had a case for the week so thank you katie thanks um (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna cover the murder of bob cassilli or cassilli or something along those lines bob bob that's what i call him for the rest of this bob. uh so bobbed bobbed bob he bobbed <laughs> <laughs> 
Bob was a famed American sculptor born in November 1949 in Missouri. Um, he was the founder of St. Louis's or St. Louis. What was the discussion? St. Louis. St. Louis's. Yeah, because I think um, I said Louis, and someone made fun of me for it. Whichever is the correct one, their city museum, and it's like a huge tourist spot. It draws uh, an average of 600,000 visitors per year, or at least at the time of this article it did. I cannot speak to this day. Um, His career started when he built and ran a restaurant after college. So he ended up selling the restaurant, and he made enough money in the sale that he moved to Hawaii to carve wooden figurines, which is like the fucking dream, if you ask me. Like, I want to do that with, like, clay. Like, just shove me in a forest and let me Honestly, I feel like if I had all the time in the world to live somewhere that wasn't a suburb and just do art, I feel like I'd be pretty good at it. Would you, though? No, I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Uh, i was gonna take you with me not anymore (laughs) i've been axed Um, from this plan (laughs) after a while he somehow got bored of that and moved back to st louis where he earned a master's degree in art um during the mid-1970s bob renovated a a townhouse in a dilapidated area of st louis uh, this led to the construction of six new townhouses for which he designed the, quote, architectural flourishes. So apparently they were, like, really fun, quirky-looking houses. I'm picturing, like, a Tim Burton-esque looking house. Oh, my house. God, so was I. I don't know what they actually look like. I forgot to Google it, but I'm hoping I can find pictures to post because they... It, that's what I was picturing. It's just, like, Tim Burton... Yeah. Uh, what's the movie? Is it Edward Scissorhands With where the they live tam- on a really yeah. cool street? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I'm picturing at least. So this, uh, this housing project led Bob to start making sculptures professionally. Um, so he quickly became known for his public pieces that depict animals ranging from turtles to hippos. Um, a bunch of famous animal sculptures can be found throughout oh, American Oh my zoos. Jesus, Lord of H Christ. Did you Google the house? No, Did you Google no it? I didn't Google the house, Holly. You just had a fucking orb fly behind oh. you then around your head and then back up. And it was not a bug. It was like little, like the smallest orb. But it was, you know, like dust particles like fall. No, this one went like down, back up, and then like dipped the same way it came back down. Oh, you just made me nauseous. Did you? I thought you just looked at (laughs) the No, I literally was about to open Google so I could see them too. I like. I always like. Is this gonna sound weird? I always hardcore stare at Holly because she's a babe. <laughs> but like i i always watch your face like on we're on facetime and i always watch you and i always like always look for orbs no matter what. i'm just like hmm who's gonna be here today with oh, holly god. i haven't seen one in a while but like that was fucking i'm creepy. scared now god damn i'm sorry um so we're gonna try to make it through this uh please leave me alone <laughs> um, absolutely do not stay here forever <laughs> She just wants me to die tonight. No, um, just want you to be so yeah, have fun. Oh, yeah, I'm having a great time. Yeah. I'm having a great time. <laughs> um, so yeah, pictures. We're gonna find pictures. Uh, so he made sculptures. Uh, so his sculptures can be found across America in various zoos, including like the Central Park Zoo. That's fun. Yeah. So he does like all oh sorts of like tigers. Like, you and... know the Madagascar movie? Yeah, like those the... are probably based off of like his sculptures. That's so yeah. fun. Yeah. So he's that guy. Um. In 2000, Bob began working on his newest and final project, a thing called Cement Land. 
um, from his from his biography, Cementland was quote a repurposing of a former cement factory on a 54 acre site in North St. Louis. Uh, Cementland is kind of is kind of an interactive theme park of planes, trains, and automobiles, and Bob's unique cement sculptures. So I'm I'm thinking it was like, do you remember the miniature village, where it's just kind of like boring. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, Bob. But like yeah. statues and stuff, and you just walk around and look at the statues, but like don't really. I don't know. Someone find out. And let me know. Oh, but like <laughs> I was thinking because when you said like Cementville, like when I think of it, like because in Toronto we had like Center Island, or some people call it like Centerville, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still called that. But like it has like little rides and stuff on it, and only thing that was going through my head, I was like, a roller coaster made of cement that doesn't make sense. To me. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Flintstone coaster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm clearly not like artsy at all where it's just like this is like you can have things like that where you just go like it's like the pumpkin fest you went to where it's all just pumpkins and you walk around. Yeah, yeah. Where like you can have those things. My mind doesn't go there. I'm just like those places are supposed to be like fun. Like you're supposed to have like rides and like games rides and, and stuff. stuff. Like, yeah. Let's th- throw cement blocks at people. I totally get what you're saying. I remember being very disappointed when we went to the miniature village that like you couldn't touch or play with things. Cause like my parents hyped it way the fuck up. Like this They're is like, you're going to have rude. the time of your life. And I was like, this is awful. This is awful. Um, oh my God. And then so, also side note, me and Holly are going to like a witch fest. In oh June. my God. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. How well, fun. no, I didn't forget about it. I forgot to tell them yeah, about it. How fun. It's, it's a little like local markety type thing in toronto um and they have like crystals and tarot reading and, and tattoos. all sorts of spooky things so and tattoos we might end up with 50 dollars tattoos who it's knows fine. um but we'll update you after that i'm i'm excited i'm so fucking pumped for it we should shoot like a vlog oh my god <laughs> those like annoying you know when you walk down the street people are like doing tiktok dances and yeah it's gonna, gonna be us like, these people are be so us. annoying we're gonna be like those annoying people yeah i love it um Anyways, hashtag influencer. <laughs> <laughs> so Cement Lab, Cement Labs, uh, Cement Land started getting some buzz. It started like in the community, and then it eventually somehow grew to a global interest. I guess people were bored in the year two thousand. Um, I, I should stop shading Bob. I'm so sorry. Um, like, so everyone you? was like curious and like starting to plan their visits so much so that the city museum was threatened by its potential success so they think the draw of cement land would eventually take away their tourist traffic which i disagree but (laughs) but but like good on bob Um, because that's amazing yeah um so unfortunately bob's cement land dreams would not be brought to life on september 26 2011 his wife giovanna was traveling in los angeles and became frantic when she was unable to reach him on his cell phone uh, later that same morning, uh, so this was like probably like two or three a.m. where she like couldn't get a hold of him. Yeah. Um, and later that morning, when members of the construction crew started to arrive, um, they found Bob slumped over in his bulldozer, which was parked at a strange angle, as if it tumbled down. Um, there was like a small hill on the site. Um, within hours, the press was reporting that it was a tragic accident that killed Bob. Uh, that the he accidentally drove the bulldozer off of this hill, and it like did a full roll basically and he didn't uh, fall was... out <laughs> <laughs> i'm confused <laughs> oh you're so good at this um <laughs> like so yeah the the police uh actually i could just end the episode here really <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs> 
the police uh, later released a statement saying that it was an accident. Uh, he died, RIP. Bob's widow, however, would not accept that ruling, and she had some pretty solid evidence to dispute it. As did Danielle. Um, <laughs> she hired a lawyer named Albert Watkins, and the two uh, got to work on potentially opening a case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some people say that she was just in shock after losing her husband in such a sudden manner. But I think she was onto something here. So we're going to get into it now. Um, Bob had a, a, a lot going on in his personal <laughs> life. More than so, just cement. More than just cement. Um, he was married a total of three times. Oh, uh, his second wife, Gail, so not the one uh, that's was in L.A. This is the one before that. Okay. She was a Catholic nun who gave up the church when she met Bob because she loved him so much. Oh, uh, true love. The I couple, love I do love that. I love um, the couple adopted both a daughter named Daisy and a son named Ma- Max before their marriage ended in a brutal divorce after 19 years together. Um Gail went on to sell her 50% share of the city museum to a man named Dave Jump, who was like a like a local businessman, uh, hoity-toity type investor is the word I'm looking for. Hoity-toity um, is way better than an investor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the relationship between Bob and Dave was tense, to say the least. Um, Bob was described as the creative genius behind the project, whereas Dave was the credit card keeper, essentially. Bob wanted what he wanted to make his vision come to life. He didn't really care how much it cost. He just wanted... He had a vision and he was going to make it happen. Well, especially he since must it's have been his. a Libra. He must have been a- <laughs> Get out of here. I think he would have been a Scorpio, though. Um, <laughs> I see. This is so over my head. I just know Libra. So. <laughs> I don't even know what my own is at this I'm point. Be- You're a Sagittarius, Danielle. <laughs> okay. I'm not. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. So he didn't give a shit about the money. He just wanted to make his, his dream come to life. But Dave was very protective of the funds and the two butted heads over this uh, on a regular basis. Um, Albert Watkins, the lawyer, said, quote, I can only imagine Bob from a business standpoint would be very difficult to work with. Um, I like Bob. I I really like Bob. Me too. Um, so the City Museum Board of Directors, uh, they were also pissed at Bob for being, quote, unconcerned about devaluing the worth of their property as he followed his artistic dreams, end quote. Uh, A.K.A. they didn't want Cementland to overshadow the museum and their profits. So right off the bat, we have two bad business dealings going on because Bob's invested in both of these people right the museum yeah. and this business guy and he's just like fuck you both i'll do what i want to which i love i love that about bob <laughs> on top of that uh bob's family had experienced some pretty scary incidents leading up to bob's death uh so he was severely beaten by three men while working on cement land shortly after this his son max somehow survived being shot nine times by a pair of men who had broken into their home Is he both of these <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, I purposely didn't say it because I was waiting. Um, it's the only so thing I both know about of these, that, to be <laughs> I'm sorry. Both of these things happened only five weeks prior to Bob's death. Oh, that's sketch. Just yeah, real sketch. So Bob and Giovanna suspected that the shooting and the beating were linked, and that someone was after Bob. Um, so the first theory here was that it was because of his poor business etiquette, mm-hmm. either the investor or the museum sent hitmen after him essentially to stop him from that, siphoning like, all of their think, money into cement. Isn't that crazy? Um, like you think museums are like, like not like prestigious, but like pure like, when almost, you go like, into a museum, you don't see, you don't think mafia and, yeah. and hitmen. You see and, just like old people loving their yeah. lives and then you 
hear this story and you're like, what is going on behind but these doors? So the like the, the people that hypothetically would be arranging a hit would be like the the money bags, like the investors and yeah. stuff at the museum, the board. So they're the people who only care about the profit. Which is like pretty much like 90% of the world. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Fuck them. Um, so there was also speculation that Bob may have been murdered during a robbery of some sort. Um, so there was a warehouse full of molds of his sculpture. So not the actual sculptures. I'm picturing like a silicone mold or something. Okay. Um, so that warehouse was raided and many of the pieces were stolen around the same time of the death. I couldn't find if it was the same day or like the same week, but it just said around the same time. Okay. Uh, so from Giovanna quote, there's evidence of murder all over the place. And we are going to get into some of that evidence now. Um, as I mentioned, she hired an attorney, Albert Watkins. I scrolled too far. Um, to dig into this case and he agreed that bob's death was not an accident uh so the crime scene photos show bob with two large wounds on his head and his clothing was like soaked in blood it was a pretty brutal scene except there was no blood anywhere else inside the cab of the bulldozer just on bob makes total fucking those cops (laughs) are so good at their jobs wow (laughs) Um, there was, however, blood found on a large rock beside the bulldozer. I'm sure there was. Near that rock were tire marks leading from the base of the hill, um, leading like away from the base of the hill where the bulldozer was ended up resting. Um, this is so stressful because, like, <laughs> don't you hate it? Do the cops do their um, job at night? They're just like, we don't see anything. It's too dark. Let's go to bed. That's it. it, it he he clearly flipped in this bulldozer. Um, so. I lost my spot. Uh, Albert and Giovanna (laughs) believe that this rock is the murder weapon and that someone killed Bob, sent the bulldozer off the hill and then put Bob inside the bulldozer. Um, To further this theory, uh, Bob was not wearing his seatbelt in the bulldozer. (laughs) He would have gone (laughs) And to sum it up, (laughs) Albert said, quote, why is it that Bob didn't fly out of the damn cab as he is rolling down? Because the bulldozer did not roll down the hill. (laughs) I would also on, like to know this. Yeah, I would also like to know this. On top of all of that, there was no real damage done to the bulldozer, despite the alleged rollover. So you would picture, like, you know, a broken window or, like, obvious dents or something, and there was no none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were no marks in the dirt to indicate an accident of that scale. So, like, a giant machine rolling over is going to take, like, kick up chunks of mud and stuff. And there was no real, what they called scarring yeah. on the ground. It was just, just looked fine. Um, <laughs> so I lost my spot again. I got to stop talking with my hands because when I talk with my hands, <laughs> I lose my spot. You need like so the it's... endlessly like, sc- you need like an assistant to sit there. I do. Oh, that's why we need to Carl? sell merch and, and all that <laughs> so I can hire someone to scroll for me. Like we're not um, going to like, this is where we're going to spend our money. And this is scroll. <laughs> Absolutely. Duh. It's very beneficial. <laughs> um, so Albert uncovered the medical examiner's files and it was different from the evidence found in the police report. So the uh, medical examiner files confirmed that, well, he alleges that they confirmed that Bob was killed outside of the bulldozer. After reviewing this file, they had it sent to various other medical professionals, uh, one of whom being Dr. Arthur Combs of Washington University, uh, who concluded, quote, Mr. Casilli's injuries demand further in- investigation as a homicide. Um, hold on, I need a sip. I haven't talked this long. And I don't really talk to anybody at work or anything. Like, this is the most talking I do every week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm having a hard time. <laughs> um, 
So Dr. Combs' analysis focused on the wounds to Bob's body, which he concludes simply do not fit the bulldozer crash scenario. Uh, So Dr. Combs noted that almost all of Bob's ribs on both sides of his body were fractured, which, quote, could not have come from a single blow or collision. Um, So it's more of like a repetitive hitting motion that would do that. Um, He also noted defensive injuries on Bob's hands and fingers that would indicate that Bob tried to fight alleged attackers. Yeah. In regards to the wounds on his head, the doctor said, quote, the object responsible would be obvious if it were inside the cab. But there was, again, nothing found in the cab that would uh, like had signs of causing an injury. So they noted there was no blood. There was no hair, nothing of the sort in in the cab or on anything like, you know, I think the theory was like, you know, he hit his head on a lever in the cab or something, but the <laughs> levers were all blood. clean. Yeah, it was all clean. Uh, so it's just so stupid. Um, Dr. Combs concludes, quote, the only plausible explanation and my personal conclusion is that Mr. Casilli died from a purposeful beating intentionally to death. This was not a beating simply to intimidate. This was a beating administered purposely and to leave the victim dead or permanently disabled and compromised. Some of the injuries are consistent with the use of a weapon, the bloody rock found at the scene, and perhaps a pipe or similar object are consistent with the injuries, end quote. Um... You're going to die. When Albert and Giovanna presented these findings to the St. Louis Major Case Squad, they found out that somehow nobody had taken a single fucking blood sample from the scene, um, from the rock, <laughs> from anything. They, they, I don't even know if they had Bob's DNA on file. Who the fuck did they make? Like... <laughs> I got so mad Kylo got scared. I'm sorry, Kylo. <laughs> she's like let me at him she's like oh my god she like jumped up she's like holy shit (laughs) so yeah there was uh nothing to like run they didn't swab anything they didn't store anything nothing so in 2016 albert and giovanna submitted the evidence to the st louis major case squad in the hope that it like they would reopen Bob's death as a murder mm-hmm. um, in a quote to crime watch daily, who was there at the time of the submission, Albert said, quote, <laughs> so sorry, Kylo's just half the time. <laughs> she's just like hyped now. She can't find a spot to lay down. She's like, mom's having like a mental breakdown. So I've got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. Hello. Um, lay down, sweetheart. Not on the couch. You're not going to fit. <laughs> I pushed the couch over more and so it's stuck between like that and our coffee table and she's trying to fit between the coffee table and the couch and she's not gonna fit (laughs) anyways she sure is gonna try she tried but she didn't get far you can continue I'm sorry (laughs) Uh, that's okay uh we love Kylo so uh at the time of the submission uh Albert said quote they were extraordinarily receptive to the additional evidence uh but they couldn't have been that receptive because the St. Louis Metro oh my god metro police department released a statement stating that they believe bob's death was quote non-criminal and no active investigation is underway someone so they basically got paid to say that oh interesting Hmm. interesting i also thought that that was kind of fishy and cover-up-ish yeah um so the original medical examiner who like worked with the police, uh, he stands by his findings too, saying in an email to Crime Watch Daily, "quote His death is accidental in nature and related to the heavy equipment he was using. I do not agree that his death was homicidal in nature." 
Um, so there's uh, there's still an active like crowdfunding page today that's run by Giovanna trying to find answers for her husband's death. Um, I don't. There aren't recent updates, but people are still donating. I think the recent most recent donation was like two weeks ago. Oh wow! Um, yeah, this was like two thousand uh, two thousand or two thousand two thousand eleven. Okay, and it it like goes back like you could see like nine years ago mm-hmm. was like the the the, the first donation um and then like two weeks ago um but the rest of the family doesn't really support her in this so max casilli who's bob's son said quote my sister and i have been assured by law enforcement that every responsible person who has looked at our father's death has concluded it was a tragic accident uh so both max and his sister daisy continued to work at the city museum carrying on their father's legacy and that's it that's where the case sits uh wait they were reopened mm-hmm okay I'm not going to say anything further than that, but I have my suspicions. (laughs) So, um, I'm going to fuck this up and I knew I should have left it in. He, as far as I know, did not have a will and the money was split between the business partner and then like the, his current wife and his kids like evenly. Why the business partner? Cause he, it's like the, the assets for the business, right? Okay. So he, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he took a hundred percent ownership or something along those lines. So like, makes sense. Sounds like he benefited more than than most. Yeah. Um. And Crime Watch Daily, who I predominantly use their article for, um, they went to the the business guy's house and the wife answered the door and uh, they just asked. I think this was back in 2016. They just asked like, "What does he think about the finding that it's not a homicide?" And she like flipped out and she's like, "He's not involved. He didn't kill anybody. Leave us alone." Blah blah blah, and like slammed the door. Well, <laughs> you're gonna leave you with that. <laughs> sweetheart tells us otherwise. Speaks volumes. Yeah. Um. So I think something suspicious is going on here. Don't I. To me, Don't it's the. <laughs> that's weird that's um to me it's the no blood in the cab like that makes zero sense at all okay this is gonna get real sad well for me and like morbid at the same time i had an acquaintance when i well she was my friend but she died in a car accident in like grade seven or eight i can't remember Uh yeah but she wasn't wearing her seatbelt, and the car flipped and she went through the windshield and unfortunately she got decapitated and oh jesus yeah and the crime scene was like brutal like absolutely yeah. brutal and that was a car this is a yeah a bulldozer, bulldozer ways yeah <laughs> and they're like the the cab wasn't crushed or anything like there was no indents yeah uh so the theory is that he was beaten outside with the rock and i guess pipes and whatnot and then placed in and like i i really think it looks like that i really do it's very bizarre because like even like a normal car accident where someone doesn't necessarily die they like smack their head off like the 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 steering wheel or something like that there's blood yeah it's like even when you're like so say your car flips and the windshield like crashes in and you split open your head there's probably blood on that broken windshield yeah absolutely and there was none found but he's like his Um, whole top is covered in blood and not a speck anywhere else that's weird that's weird that's weird not related but a fact i did not know i saw a random thread on twitter of people who were in like really bad accidents where like the airbags were deployed Mm -hmm. and they all had their car's logo like 
imprinted on, on them. them. Yeah, wow. that's doesn't. So that's it not started surprising. with one girl with like a Honda, a Honda logo. Stop it! <laughs> and I was like, wow, how the fuck did that happen? And I clicked on the thread, and it was all just like people with all different logos. I was like, is this a thing? Yeah. Now I gotta really, cause mine's a Chevy and it looks like a cross. I gotta get a new car. <laughs> what is Bob's logo? Where is his? <laughs> the John Deere logo? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Shows how much I know about machinery. Oh my god! But if yeah, I ever got very into suspicious. And mine was like a Mazda, and like the top part of like the Mazda symbol wasn't there. It looked like I had like a whale tail like plastered <laughs> on me. <laughs> still better than a cross that's fair I'm, anything's better than a what if you like okay i don't ever want you to get into an accident but what if you did and the cross somehow got upside down it'd be hilarious oh my god okay that would be a win right. i'm not gonna lie that would be a win i hope i never get into a car accident because i don't think i would ever drive ever again yeah <laughs> i've never been in a like i've never had a car accident i've been involved in a car accident i was a passenger in a car and it's not fun guys it's scary it's not fun it's scary like you really like even minor ones my head immediately goes to oh my god we're about to die yeah. like we got um sideswiped real bad one time and i was I like I oh my god this is it i remember you can't like you couldn't move your neck for like forever yeah and bad. i was like i was like really shaking up for like a couple days like every time we got in the car it was like every time we turned a corner I'm, like yeah looking around all freaking ptsd <laughs> not to be dramatic me. but um no, it's like it's terrifying and then like but, like, back to the point of, like, even, like, minor stuff like that, like, there is damage somewhere other than the vehicle. Yeah, and exactly. in Bob's case, there's no damage to the vehicles. So I can't get sense. over that they didn't... I don't even think they had the rock in evidence. Like, they didn't... Someone... People were paid. That's all I'm gonna say. People were paid. I think people were paid. Mm-hmm. I think this goes probably allegedly into, like, like city council, like, mayor type... Because yeah. it all goes back to tourism funding and stuff, right? Yeah. How dare his cement business go way better than a museum? <laughs> museums are Le- dying. It's really sad, but like, I'm sorry, but they are. I love museums. I love museums too, but I'm just saying they, they're, they're dying with this dead stuff that's yeah. already inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let us know what you think Yeah. Uh, of Bob's death, if, if you think it was a murder or what your theory is. I'm interested. And let's get spooky, because I really want to hear Danielle's, because she hyped it up i did well it's like it's kind of a hype but like guys i have plans and it kind of like stems into other episodes and it's just gonna be a fun time i'm excited so today we're gonna talk about roswell Mm. new mexico the crash the ufo crash Mm. dun 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 um so i talked to holly about this so because i want to like start doing if you guys like it conspiracy theories I like it. I'm leaning towards doing, like, episodes on, like, straight conspiracy theories that aren't necessarily, like, paranormal, like, UFO-driven. Yeah. This one obviously is, because it's Roswell. Um, but if you want to hear conspiracy theories, let us know. Apparently, Holly said we have a I message. I could do a poll. Yeah. Oh, my God. I should do a poll. You should do a poll. Because Holly said we have a message about a conspiracy yeah. theory. I didn't. I'm awful, and I forgot to write the name of the person who requested it, but someone asked about JFK, and I was like, mm. ooh that's a good conspiracy theory and that's actually on my list i love Thank it you. we'll shut you up next episode because holly's trash no, i'm, totally <laughs> I'm bad at my job <laughs> i love you i'm sorry i'm so mean <laughs> you're not wrong though <laughs> you're lovely trash it's okay <laughs> you're a garbage can not a garbage cannot <laughs> 
write that on my tombstone, please. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, okay. if you want to hear more conspiracy theories that aren't necessarily paranormal driven, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. But like also it's like our podcast, we could do what we want with it, but like we also care about what you guys think. <laughs> we want to at least pretend to care. <laughs> Anyways, back to the aliens, okay? Um, so we'll talk about Roswell. So now before I get into like the crash finding um, in June of 1947, the media got a hold of, like, a story from a pilot who said he saw, like, flying saucers. So there are many reports. There's literally, like, over 800 in, oh, wow. like, the summer of 1947. And it kind of became this, like, big thing of people, like, either, like, seeing lights or seeing, like, flying saucers. So they were always, like, reported. Um, so continuing into the summer of 1947, it'd be cool if it was like 1969. Like I, oh my God. 69. Literally my thought process there was like 47 doesn't sound as fun as 69. Right, it doesn't. Um, so W.W. Brazel, I believe his name is William and we're going to go with William. Uh, he <laughs> was a rancher and lived in Lincoln County, New Mexico on his own ranch. Um, his ranch was apparently like about 75 miles from Roswell. So, like, pretty close. Um, So, during the summer, William was walking his property and found a crash site of, like, something. Uh, Wasn't sure what it was, but there was, like, rubber strips, there was tin foil, there was wood beams, and apparently, like, a paper-like material that was, like, thick. Which I'm not, like, like, to me, I'm, like, cardboard. (laughs) Like, I really don't know. (laughs) But, like... Sounds like a cheap-ass spaceship. Right? (laughs) That's where this is going. (laughs) Me and Holly built a spaceship, you guys. (laughs) We thrifted it. <laughs> a paper mache spaceship. Yeah. It's artsy. It. <laughs> oh, oh god. god. Okay. Drinks he owed me soda. Anyways, um, so William wasn't sure like what the fuck it was, so he brought the debris to Sheriff George Wilcox. Uh, he had also had no idea what the fuck it was, so we're off to a really great start. Yeah. Um, so he passed it to Colonel William Blanchard. So he was the commanding officer of the, of the RAAF, which stands for Roswell Army Ale. Wow, Roswell Army Airfield. There you go. There we go. One more time with feeling. Um, so <laughs> the RAAF. When I was writing this, I'm like, how can I say this like easier? Like rough, rough, raff. I said rough, <laughs> which made no fucking sense. But raff is way cooler, so I'm gonna say raff. Uh, did their investigation what was led by intelligence officer major jesse marcel uh he had the debris but also looked at the crash site as well um so the raf <laughs> so they came uh to the conclusion that it was indeed a ufo so they oh, issued a state of a panda moment panda um is panda done having her panic attack i think she's done okay. i think she's okay <laughs> I mean, she's not okay, but I think she's she's good. I was going to say, is she okay, though? No. Um, so, again, they came to the conclusion that it was indeed a UFO. So, they issued a statement reading, and I quote, The many rumors regarding the flying disc became reality yesterday when, when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force... <laughs> roswell Ar- army airfield fuck me was that's a whole lot that's like a whole sentence it's, it's tough um was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through cooperation of one of the local ranchers and the sheriff's office of chase county end quote so the next day which was july 9th i believe 1947 um so this all happened in july the roswell daily um record ran like a new like kind of like your in-town newspaper mm-hmm. ran a story regarding this incident and included the raf statement of it being a ufo um 
But when the story was actually ran, they actually changed their story and said, oh, well, guys, it wasn't a UFO. It was actually a weather balloon. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, shit, you can't put that in there. Yeah, you can't do that. You're going to scare people. So this article includes a photo of Jesse Marcel, which was the intelligence officer, with this apparent weather balloon. Obviously, people were like, why are you retracting? Oh, I think I know the one. Yeah. We'll, we'll post it. I think we can. Um, obviously, people were like, why are you retracting your initial statement on the debris? Obviously, they have something to hide. For years, people built theories around this, and we'll get into that. But in 1994, the U.S. Air Force released a, released a report on the Roswell crash. They said it wasn't actually a weather balloon, and it was basically a cover-up story. Apparently, the debris was actually from a spy device that was part of a project Ooh. called Project Mogul. This device was made to float over the USSR, picking up sound waves at stealth distance. This device was basically balloons with, like, microphones. So, like, obviously super stealthy. It's like the the first ever drone. Right? All I can think of, all I can think of is, like, uh, Up, the movie Up. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's super stealthy, guys. <laughs> um, they said it was made to monitor the Soviet or Soviets. Um, attempt at testing atomic bombs so this project mogul was obviously like highly top secret so they made this fake weather balloon story to make sure the project wasn't revealed at that time because this happened in 1947 and this article well they came out instead in 1994 so it was like years 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 later yeah um so people say roswell crash has basically been resolved because of this report government was doing spy shit and had to hide their spy shit and that's it and that's more believable than aliens, I guess. Or is it? <laughs> now, there is a crash site um, photos, and people believe it's definitely not a balloon. And people have also said there's eyewitnesses that say there are actually alien bodies that recovered from this crash site. Yeah. Obviously, this theory is that aliens, and it all, like, ties into Area 51. Now, I was going to talk about Area 51 in this episode, but we will be here for a while. This will be, like, an endless episode. (laughs) Um, So hold on to your socks, because we will discuss this in a soon episode. Yes, soon episode. It made sense in my head. Let me have it. Um, (laughs) uh, Anyway. I wasn't going to say nothing. Okay. Anyways, aliens. (laughs) This crash was... um, so the crash was like a spaceship and the government retrieved alien bodies and is storing them at Area 51 is basically what this theory is. Um, and these eyewitnesses, there are like a lot of eyewitness accounts, but they've kind of like stemmed them down to like 20 or so people that say this actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there is a second follow up to that 1994 report from the actual government and it states, and I think it was in 1997 that this follow up was, Um that the government from like from the government that that these bodies they were actually parachute test dummies that were included in pro <laughs> yeah project mogul which is kind of like weird to me because like if they're like we're doing like so you're telling me that you're hovering over this guy's ranch so you lost your spy balloon which from the looks of it can't hold a body if it's all just tin foil and like yeah. paper that makes no sense <laughs> So you're dropping it there. Apparently that's what this is made out of. And now you were saying that there was actually parachute test dummies, which... Those magi- have weight. Like, those are... Yeah, and even if it's, like, two separate scenarios, you're telling me that both of these landed in the same spot? That's weird. That's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so but it's... also, like, like, those things are heavy, and if the thing is made out of, like, it's it's a balloon, like... Mm-hmm. And also, like, so I don't, I didn't, the, the report is all online. So the government actually, like, it's digitalized. You can go read it. 
it's a million fucking pages long and i have a child i'm not reading it all (laughs) it's not happening (laughs) pay me to do it maybe i'll think about it (laughs) but like parachute test dummies and then the spy device and you're just like the spy device they said is for sound waves which makes me think why do you need a person if you're all done by balloons and stuff like that so you're telling me that in two separate scenarios something landed in the same spot and you never went to go pick it up (laughs) like i'm sorry also it's like how so are they saying the like what was found at the crash came from two separate that's from my understanding because in 1990 not that much stuff that was found yeah the crash right that makes no sense some stuff was found and like there's pictures found and stuff like that but the original statement was that it was a ufo and then they retracted that statement because they're like oh my god we can't let them know about this project mogul and so yeah. they lie I, well, we don't know if they lied but they came out and said in 1994 because obviously project mogul was no longer a thing so they're like this is what we did so it's not aliens it's not area 51 shut the fuck up um and then they're like, and then people were like, was there something happening around that time too? That was oh, like, I'll have to look into that. Like, uh, like aliens are real kind of thing happening in 1947. Like, ah, we're going to stop talking about this right now. Yeah, in 1947. Uh, no, in, in our 1994. Uh, yeah. That one, 94. Mm, I, I'd have to look that up. I didn't even think about that. That's good. That's a good question though. Cause if it's like, cause so hypothetically there's like buzz in the, the media at the time and there's like everybody their new thing is now proving that aliens are real and then they would look into that and see the statement that there was a ufo were they just like preemptively like pr move like no there was no aliens yeah probably because like people like people held on to the eyewitness accounts of people of like bodies being recovered yeah and so they came out and were like actually it was like parachute test dummies so like it's just it's just weird to me that like two separate incidences and they fell in the same thing and then you guys never picked it up and you're yelling at us about recycling and then like (laughs) it's like what like it doesn't make sense to me but it sounds like a whole lot of poppycock yeah i mean it's the government so obviously i mean yeah yeah so there is another theory that it's actually that it's actually a spy device from the actual soviet union instead so the other way around from what the government said according to a book it's called area 51 and an uncensored history of America's top secret military base. It says that the Soviet government at that time wanted to spread fear into the American people by making people believe that they were being invaded by UFOs. In the book, um, the author uh, spoke about or spoke to someone who worked at Area 51, apparently. Um, he was like an engineer and said that the Roswell crash was actually done by Joseph Mengel, who was a Nazi, uh, Nazi concentration camp doctor. Oh, wow yeah um which is like a crazy fucking theory yeah apparently he put children on an aircraft and sent it over to new mexico this doctor also yeah apparently did experiments on these children and basically made them look more like an alien or what you think an alien would look like um so if an american found them like expected to be alive like he sent these children like basically like deformed them sent them over hoping they would like crash and like survive so then bonkers yeah this theory is fucking crazy um so so here's the worst part about this theory though is like i don't trust any government body of any sort ever no so like i could see them doing something insane like that that (laughs) (laughs) so they're like if an american found this site crash site and these bodies or like these kids and they would think it's alien they would assume it's an alien because they wanted to like apparently like 
fuck up Americans by like thinking they're being invaded. So the plan was basically they get again flown over. These children get seen by Americans. Full blown countrywide panic, which sounds weird, but apparently their plan was hoping that the media would eat it up and that Americans' yeah. radar system would be so overwhelmed with call like calls and sightings of these aliens that the Soviets could essentially go under the radar and spy on America. That was their plan. To think Shit, that eh? Americans were... It's like a giant distraction. Exactly, but... It's a Trojan horse. Literally, but, like, before... But before the site was, like, found, and before this rancher found the site, all of those calls were coming in about the UFO sightings. Yeah. And stuff. So when the, when this guy found the site, all of a sudden people are like, oh my god, UFOs are actually real. Like, all of these sightings previously add up to this site, and now we have, like, this huge, full-blown panic. So, apparently, in this theory, they think that the Soviets were like, we'll do this, and they'll be so focused on this, because apparently humans just have small brains and can only focus on one (laughs) thing at a time. I mean... Very true. We're all we're all like that. No matter if you're American, Canadian, wherever the fuck you live, we all have small brains. Um, it's like they just like out of all the fucking things you could try to do, get on the radar to go spy on America. You're like aliens. Well, it kind of plays on the mass hysteria thing, right? Yeah. Like, and now you think is like mass hysteria, like caused by government fucking metal boots up there, Jesus. Sorry. It's panda. Sorry if you hear that. It's panda. It's panda. Uh, but yeah, the, the craziest part about that, like I said, is that like as unbelievable as it is, it's still kind of believable because the government's fucked and we don't know what they're doing. It's so true. Especially Russia. Yeah. The government's wild over there. Absolutely it, fucking it's, wild. It's, uh, yeah. Russia's a special place. Yeah. We'll see. Um, without getting sued. Can we get sued by the Russian government? I mean, if you get sued by the Russian government, I feel like you've won that life. at that point like is there we might rot in jail forever somewhere foreign but come for me bro life points off the richter Uh, yeah we're like yeah like it's just it's fucking crazy that they're like aliens let's make them think of aliens and then the americans like oh my god aliens and then they're probably just like we're stealing a bunch of shit now it's crazy anyways let's move on (laughs) so so jesse marcel jew i only have one little thing i've left to talk about because we have a couple more episodes that's gonna leak from this into other episodes so get prepared um so jesse marcel jr who's the son of the intelligence officer of the same name he wrote a book called roswell legacy Apparently his dad had some of the debris in his home before it was taken for investigation. Ooh. Yeah, and his son Jesse, who was I believe eleven at the time, he got to look at the stuff and like before it was like taken away because he's like cool aliens. Um, yeah. So Jesse states that the debris um, had writing on it and is quoted saying, and I quote, "I could see what it looked like. What looked like writing at first, I thought it was Egyptian hieroglyphics." Um, but there were no animal outlines or figures. They weren't mathematical figures either. They were more like geometric symbols. So squares, circles, triangles, pyramids, etc. End quote. So some people think it could actually be like some type of like alien language that we're not sure of. Yeah. Um, and some people believe it's actually the um, Shrillic or Cyrillic. This is what I looked up and said I was going to fuck up anyways. And then I wrote it out <laughs> and I still fucked it up. Um, alphabet. Which is? Which is used in russian language oh. and 
then that spy theory involving the Soviet Union could make sense here if, oh. if there was actual scripture on the debris. Because some people are like, he's 11 years old, he's imagining it, like, whatever. Yeah. But then some people are like... But if it's an actual language that exists, that changes yeah. things. And if you actually look up that alphabet, so it's... I'm just gonna uh, write it out, that makes sense. A C-Y-R-I-L-L-I-C alphabet, it does resemble, like squares circles triangles pyramids as what um his son said it's crazy and apparently i'm on the google sorry <laughs> and i don't think it's like the f- it's obviously not like the full okay Russian oh yeah alphabet, it's the it, it interprets it a little bit it is weird it doesn't Fair look weird. like letters all of them some of them do look like letters like the there's like an a and b yeah. that i can see but there's like an but arrow. some of them are like yeah which could like Wild. when you look at it it could be like especially when you're cut like if you Obviously, like the late English language. Wow, that was <laughs> that thing that Danielle can't speak. <laughs> yeah, literally. So when you look at the like, the English language and then you look at something like that, you're like, that's that's not from this world. That's outer worldly. Doesn't make yeah. sense. Especially if you don't like. I didn't know that it was eleven a... year old boy, especially too. Like... Yeah, definitely. And like being in like, like I, to me, that's like elfish, elvish. <laughs> <laughs> like i have no idea <laughs> oh i know what elvish looks like um that's because is that why you made the joke Holly's because i nerd. told you that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny but yeah so he like, ended up seeing the debris and that's what he saw so it could tie into like this is like alien language or it could tie into that tie russian into theory, the Russia theory which is that's wild. crazy i didn't want to focus too much on the alien theory because everyone knows the alien theory yeah it's aliens area 51 so into the are we to go to the conspiracy side of this like the those are the conspiracy theories no but like what's coming next oh like like in the next episode yeah um we have uh we're obviously going to talk about area 51 that's okay probably next week i'm giving you a future look and then the week after that i'm not gonna tell you Aw, give you a future look, she says. Yeah. So next week we'll, we'll, we'll go into Area 51 a bit more, which would be like the alien theories. I, wanted... I know very little about Area 51. Like, I know the gist of it, but I don't know, like, the history of it and all of that. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I know, I mean, I'm probably seeing my parents this weekend, so I'm going to take professional notes from my father. <laughs> An expert. An expert, if you if you will. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're gonna... So, next week will probably be Area 51. And then, the week after that, it's gonna be something related to this. But, like, the thing that's related to it, it's, it's kind of fun to me. And it's not a... It's not like a... It's... I'm just gonna leave it at that. Fuck it. <laughs> She's like, fuck your hints. Right? I, um, I always love knowing things. That me as a person, I need to know everything because that's just my anxiety. I just need to know. <laughs> so, like... When I have something, like, secret, like, in my body, you're just like, I need, everyone needs to know it because I can't Danielle's take it. actually an evil genius. <laughs> but, like, um, she's like Mojo Jojo over oh there. Oh, my God, that's the best compliment <laughs> I have ever received in my whole entire life. Oh, um, <sighs> wild. wild. So, if you're stoked to see what Danielle is up to, come be our friend. And yeah. I don't know. I couldn't do a segue this week. I tried. Yeah. Um, Segway. Segway. Here, they're just Instagram, guys. That's it. <laughs> Um, it's a spooky hour podcast. Twitter's at spooky hour. The email is the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com. Maybe one day we'll get a professional email, but not today. Absolutely not. What's wrong with that? (laughs) 
it's like we're like trying to get like sponsored or like ads and stuff like what are they called we have what yeah are they? they're ads right sponsorship yeah, yeah like you email the people and they're like they open the email to like 666 like what the fuck <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I not professional i feel like the type of brands we want to work with will vibe with that <laughs> right honestly nothing can be as worse than everyone's high school email shut up i still use mine do you actually Holly underscore oh wait i should not say my email yeah absolutely not <laughs> okay stay spooky guys stay spooky guys bye <laughs> bye <laughs>